what I'm saying is true. I'm more passionate about it than I was in 2022, 2020, 2021, 2017. The more I see of this, the more my eyes are opened up. It's like, oh my God, we're living in a delusion. The scriptures are in front of us. They're right there to see. But the church is terrified of the Jew, ashamed of what Jesus Christ himself said, because we don't want to be sexist or homophobic or misogynist. So we're going to just dump the whole idea of patriarchy, that the male is the head of the, the household, the head of the tribe, the head of the nation. We're going to just dump that because somebody might call us sexist. And you elevate the traditions of man above the written word of God. That's what the Jews did. Church has gone the way of the Jews. Well, we don't want to be intolerant or divisive. Well, Jesus Christ was intolerant and divisive. How come you don't want to be intolerant and divisive? You never read what he said? I didn't come to bring peace. I came to bring a sword. And I cry and I weep for my church and my people and my race because we, we reject Jesus Christ. We reject Jesus Christ in the church. I didn't come to bring peace. I came to bring a sword. I came to set a fire. I came to set members of the family one against another. And we yearn for acceptance from the world and from those who call themselves Jews. We denounce and reinterpret the words of Jesus Christ to satisfy members of our family. I know, I know. People who call themselves Jews all those Pharisees out there who stand in the church, they stand in the cathedral, they stand in the temple. Look at me, look at me, God. I'm not a sinner like that guy over there at blood and faith. I'm not racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, queerphobic, intolerant, divisive, or anything like he is, God. And we as a church, evangelical church, I'm not even talking about I'm just talking about a Bible-believing church. We're literally ashamed of what Jesus Christ said. And we won't say what he said. And we won't stand with him. We won't be hated along with him by the same people that murdered him. We refuse to. Tell me why God's going to save this country. Tell me why God's going to save this country. Why is God going to save this country? I mean, I hear some people say, oh, God's going to save this country because we support the Jews. As soon as we don't support the Jews, God will have judgment on this country. No, no, no. You, got it in, you have it in the complete inverse. You have it exactly 100% wrong. You're exactly 180 degrees wrong. Oh, well, God will save this country because we're still, there's so many Christians here, and there's lots of Christians here, and the Christians are ashamed of what Jesus Christ says. Shamed. Ashamed, embarrassed. And, and part of it is intellectual weakness. Part of it is that. Part of it's cowardice. I've gone through a bit of a learning curve myself, you could say, over the last three or four decades. I mean, you, you grow up with this stuff. My mother, oh God. And that's why, you know, like I said at the beginning, people are sheep. People are sheep. Pastors, you're supposed to be guardians of the flock and direct your sheep and protect your sheep. They're looking to you for help. 
and you're telling them to grovel before the Antichrist, that's not helpful. So my life's dedicated to helping my race, the European race, unapologetically so. Paul had the same calling. Even though he was of the tribe of Benjamin, of the house of Israel, his calling was to reach the white races and to reach the Europeans. That was his call. That was his mission. That's my mission field too. And like Paul, I'll say it's very clear. Romans 9 verse 3. I'd wish myself accursed and separated from God for the sake of my own people and my own race. Oh, we're just starting. We're just starting here at bloodandfaith.com. Wait till 2024. Fritz Bergen, bloodandfaith.com.